What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports, Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachulki. What's going on, Tyler? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. The Lakers are back in action. Oh, yeah. Three in a row. Lonzo's off the, off the big win. Lonzo's back. IT's playing well. Brandon Ingram's playing well. Julius Randle's playing well. Everything's good in L.A. Everything's good. Uh, before we start, be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in the keyword, the Sports Kingdom Show, in the search bar. A lot of stuff has happened over the past week. It's been a crazy week in sports. Yeah. Uh, last week, we discussed how the Spurs have managed to stay in contention in the West without Kawhi Leonard for the most of the year, but apparently he could be returning soon. Uh, also, more and more information about the FBI probe into men's college basketball keeps coming out, and something needs to be done to try and stop this corruption that's happening in the NCAA with these uh, no, I athletes. I think it's coming. I think it's crumbling. I think that the foundation is crumbling. Yeah. Uh, Tyler and I also have some thoughts on who potentially is going to win NBA MVP this season and uh, something fun to close out the show uh, we're going to rank our top five celebrity sports fans. Uh, but first, however, I wanted to touch on the Jerry Jones NFL feud. It's a, kind of an interesting situation. So the NFL is demanding Jerry Jones pay back over $2 million in legal fees spent by other NFL owners in the league's defense of Roger Goodell when Jerry Jones threatened to sue the league if the commissioner's contract was renewed and when the NFL was defending itself against Ezekiel Elliott's six-game suspension appeal. So for apparently over 20 years, there's been a rule in place in the NFL that if an owner were to bring litigation against other owners, he must reimburse them for legal fees. And this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Like there's previously been incidences where owners had to reimburse other owners for legal fees, I just think the amounts were significantly less in that time yeah. that this has gone into effect in the past. Now, I don't blame Jerry Jones for wanting to appeal this because, I mean, that's a lot of money. But on the opposite side, if Jerry Jones was one of the people putting up money yeah. for the NFL in defense and it was another owner that had to pay him back, he'd be one of the first people to open his mouth. And be like, yo, pay me my money. Yeah, Jerry's crazy. He runs his team differently than anybody. And, I mean, they're even – I'm pretty sure Dallas is even uh, a little different. Um, I know he was back in the day uh, or, like, five, ten years ago, uh, not part of, like, revenue sharing when it came to merchandise. Like, their merchandise was basically, like, yeah. what was sold goes to them. They they weren't, like, sharing at all. It was America's it, team. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, now – He would definitely be, like – Trying to get the money. Oh, uh, yeah. But where I think he does have an argument in this appeal, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with the appeal, is the fact that he never actually went through with an actual lawsuit against the NFL with Roger Goodell's contract. He only threatened it. Nothing was ever filed legally in court. And the Cowboys only really sent a letter of support of Zeke in his suspension uh, appeal, but he was very, very publicly critical of the suspension uh, in the media and talking bad about the league and how they handled everything with that. So I guess you could say the NFL is just blaming Jerry Jones for all of this and they're just trying to... Yeah, they yeah they have a case, so they're going to they're gonna bring it on. And, you know, these are... It, just more legal fees someone's like going to have to pay. This is like over my head when it comes to this kind of money with and these people, you know, Jerry Jones, the NFL... These are billions of dollars. These people, yeah, are it's making. billionaires so, fighting with billionaires. So the the whole Over like two, two million dollars sounds like a ton of money, but at the same time, it's just like that's chump change. I, I don't know guys. how long Jerry Jones is going to fight it, or you know if he's going to end up paying some of it, all of it. It's just I don't know. These guys, yeah. are, it's crazy. It's a crazy, uh, crazy business uh, where so much money 
Uh, yeah, it's just it was just interesting to me to see all of this infighting over with billionaires fighting over yeah, millions. Yeah, no, I just obviously he has a case though, or he wouldn't be bringing it up. But it seems like something that's had to have come up in previous years. I mean, football players are going to court all the time. Yeah. So, but now to talk about some more money making machines mm-hmm. yeah. because that's what it really is. We all know about the FBI probe that's surrounding men's college basketball. We've seen more schools, more coaches, more players be implicated just to kind of give kind of paint a picture for some people that might not know. Uh Arizona, the University of Arizona has been implicated now. Uh Duke, UNC, Michigan State, yeah, Texas, everyone. Kentucky. Um, go down. I mean, a couple, of, a couple of the players named DeAndre Ayton, Wendell Carter, Miles Bridges, Bam Adebayo, who now plays for the Miami Heat, yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. of the Mavs while he was at NC State, mm-hmm. Isaiah Whitehead of the Nets while he was at Seton Hall. <laughs> That's crazy. Markel Fultz of the Sixers, number one pick this season, and while at Washington. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh those three players, Isaiah Washington, Dennis Smith Jr., Markel Fultz, all received more than $10,000. Uh, I, I remember the number for Dennis Smith off the top of my head. It was like $73,200 in loans yeah. while he was at NC State that obviously he would pay back to this agency once he signed his first NBA deal. Yeah. With the University of Arizona, uh, their coach, Sean Miller – who hasn't coached a game since this came out. He said he was going to take a step back and not coach. Uh, He was caught on an FBI wiretap offering $100,000 to ensure that DeAndre Ayton would sign with U of A. Now, we all know DeAndre Ayton is one of the best players in the country. Could be the number one pick. Yeah, but he's probably going to be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Ayton and his family are denying they took any money. But what I'm thinking happened with the family and they've they've lawyered up they've put out a statement everything they were probably giving cash hundred thousand dollars cash yeah family doesn't claim that cash in their taxes and that completely opens the door for how the fbi gets involved for those wondering Mm -hmm. why the fbi is getting involved in the ncaa when it's just rules infractions no these people are getting a lot of money most likely it's all coming in cash or it's or, or things or things or yeah. agents are taking players out to dinner and putting it on the business card mm-hmm. and not their own personal credit card. Yeah. All this type of stuff leads to tax fraud, tax evasion, yeah. all of that stuff. So that's why the FBI is getting involved. Yeah. And this is most likely the case of any player or agent or coach that this has happened to in the NCAA. So this has been a long long line of history here oh this has been a long time coming that this is this is all coming to fruition now and it this isn't just a men's basketball problem this is an ncaa problem the ncaa is corrupt for the most part it's men's basketball and football yeah because those are the money makers yeah those two i mean you got these crazy hundreds of millions or billion dollar tv deals oh yeah uh the school makes so much money off the revenue off the tickets um, there's no bigger there's no bigger stadium with you know that's packed than a college stadium, college football stadium. I mean, yeah, they're getting close to a hundred thousand people in those stadiums, and some of them do. Yeah, and I mean, flat out the NCAA is corrupt, and yeah. and something has to be and, done. And we all kind of knew. I mean, most people I think had the idea that there was obviously some illegal things going on. Oh, for sure. Um, it's been talked about since I can remember. I mean, even blue chips came out in like '94, and that's. Yeah, a movie based on all this kind of stuff. And yeah, people have been doing it forever. Uh, it's kind of. I mean, I. I'm honestly, I, I'm not mad at watching it all go down. I, no, I'm ready to see the NCAA kind of go down. Um, hopefully, this means that everything's going to change as far as like the road to the NBA. Uh, these kids aren't going to be forced to have to play for the NCAA. You know, that's where that's where it really is. You know, not right is the fact that. There's a rule saying they can't play in the NBA, so they have to play in your league, and they don't get paid in your league, and then you're making, you know, a million, million yeah, millions and millions of dollars off of them. Yeah, and I, so I mean, right there, that's just like doesn't make any sense. Every other sport, like we were talking about before, or even being a soldier, 
if you're good enough and you're 18 or you got a high school diploma or something like that, then you can do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, look I at the Olympics. You know, how many kids are under 18 years old? You're this. Uh, if they if they want to take the chance and they want to go pro and and forfeit their eligibility, they should have the right to do that. Yeah, and I mean, I I can't, I can't believe I'm agreeing with what LeBron said, but earlier today, uh, LeBron came out and what he said, it, it couldn't be truer. It, in opposition to they get a free education, like that whole argument of these these athletes are getting a free education, there's there's that argument of that's why they shouldn't be paid. But he, he I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, colleges aren't bringing these five-star athletes to campus to get a free education. No. They're bringing them to campus to win a national championship. Yeah, that year, one year. Exactly. I mean, for basketball players, it's like they're barely even on campus for a semester. Oh. If, if that. By yeah. – once the, way, the tournament is over, yeah. if they're going to the NBA, they're the next season they're already yeah. doing NBA Because workouts. that's smart. That's what you should do. You shouldn't you – shouldn't, you know, you should be concentrating on that. Um, but, yeah, so I think this is like – this is a big historic event is what's happening right oh, now. Is, is yeah. We could see the NCAA – men's basketball uh topple over and this is and you know what i want to talk about is what's going to happen now and what the the future is going to look like uh we talked about the d league we both agree the that, G league. or the, the g league right it's it's eventually going to be 30 teams yeah uh, so every team's going to have their their and the way i kind of break it down is like their triple a team yeah in, in baseball um and and that's going to be guys that that's going to be the league that everybody wants to get to if they're not going straight to the nba and that's the league where you can get pulled up at any moment. And then you're going to have a couple other options. You'll have the NCAA, which is still going to be always have men's basketball. Of course. But it's going to be something where, you know, that it's not going to have the top high school talent. But it's going to be a more competitive, you know, uh, all it's going to have more to do with coaching, not individual standouts. Um, you'll still see teams going, you know. That's where the scholarship makes sense for those players because they may not necessarily be going pro. So giving them a scholarship, getting them, you know, an education, and then playing basketball there, that helps out both sides. No, oh, 100%. Uh, and it keeps the level at, a, you know, a high competitive level. And then and then we got things like the JBA. We don't know. Um, obviously, kids can go to Europe, but um, LeVar Ball is talking about, you know, possibly – or he's going to start a league that's kind of like a minor league basketball. Yeah, and he's um, willing to give people 10K. It, for, the for the top of the line athlete for his league, yep. 10k. That's a lot of money for an 18 year old kid. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you can't get into school right now. And so, um, I think what's going to start to happen is you're going to start to see more of a farm system like baseball. They're going to have these different avenues after high school, depending on what they want to do. Do you want to go to college or do you want to go take it on this amateur pro kind of farm league baseball route? Uh, which I think is a good thing. I mean, it's only going to get more and more people playing competitive basketball, more opportunity to see kids. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, like you said, also, LeBron, LeBron brought up the idea of expanding the G League. It's going to have 27 teams by the start of next season, so three more teams, everybody's got a team, like you said. So yeah. that will probably happen within the next two, three years. And that just makes sense. That's going to happen. That's Yeah, and if, if the, in my opinion, if – the NBA were to invest more in the G League, which I think is the road they, that they we're are. about to yeah. go down. Yeah, absolutely. I think it could be a very viable option for players not wanting to go the traditional college route if, let's say, the rule were to change. Yeah, and unfortunately, the G League has the same rules as the NBA. Because it's have, owned by the NBA. Yeah, they have to have one year, which is just doesn't make sense. So see, We could see European kids coming over here at a younger age if we have a farm system uh, yeah. trying to come up in an American system. You know, there's just a lot of cool things that yeah, can happen. Yeah, Le LeBron brought up the fact how overseas you see players signing with teams at like 14 and then they're put into this farm system where they learn and grow around professionals. And when they're ready, they start playing for either the national team or they go pro and go play in a different country. Yeah, exactly. And And I like the idea of, you know, since AAU is so big, it's like eventually, you know, school's gonna <laughs> school's gonna get less and less important. And it's like if these kids grow up in AAU ball and they're the kind of you know if they can't make grades or whatnot, they're gonna still have plenty of opportunities to play basketball. Yeah, uh, and become a pro, having never going to school. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've written multiple college papers arguing that the NBA needs to get rid of the one and done rule. 
I've yeah, never been a ridiculous. fan of it. The only reason they have it is because they want to make money yeah. off of those those fifteen to twenty guys. It would be, and and it could possibly be more at this point. You know, like that's back when the rule was in place. There's probably like fifteen or twenty high schoolers that left. Oh um, yeah, and and so it's like you just try to make money off of these guys because those are the big money guys, and it's just it's not right. Yeah, I mean, in my in my opinion, it it simply comes down to this: if someone is 18 years old and they're able to sign up for the military and go fight for this country and die for this country, they should be allowed to play professional basketball straight out of high school. Yeah, plain I mean, and simple. No other professions are you just like no, you can't. You're not. Yeah, and you have to be a year removed from high school. In in one of in one of the papers that I wrote, I actually in doing my notes for this, I went back and read one of them. Um, Coach K brought up the point that the average NBA career is probably like maybe like twelve to thirteen years, twelve twelve to fifteen years for like a good player. That's got to be like a Hall of Fame type of career. Either way, whatever. Yeah. NBA players got like a 12 to 15 year window to make all the money they can yeah. to provide for their family for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Lawyers, doctors, yeah. white collar jobs, and they're blue compensated jobs. and they're compensated fairly. If they're compensated fairly. They have maybe 40, 50 years that they could be practicing whatever they're doing yeah. for work. Yeah. To make all the money they can to support their family. These guys have 12 to 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. not let them make as much money as possible no, 18, in the most amount of time? 18 is, is absolutely the age it should be. I mean, no doubt about it. Yeah. If you're good enough to play, you should be able to play. That's as 100%. As that. It's in every, every other professional sport, that's how it is. Golf, you know, baseball is bringing up teenagers. Yeah, baseball. Uh, you hockey can, is bringing up teenagers. You, I mean, you can enter the MLB draft straight out of high school, but if you choose to go to college, you have to stay for three years. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's exactly what I think. Eventually, the the NCAA basketball is going to go. I think eventually it's going to be like you can either go pro, you know, or you can go the NCAA route, and you're going to play three to four years. Like and I mandatory. think we're yeah, and I think we're going to get some good basketball players still coming out of the NCAA. Hundred percent. I don't will. think it's ever going to be obsolete. I just don't think. I think eventually G League is going to be the number one route. And for eight, and for that that one and done rule, if they keep that around, kids are going to end up finding other routes rather than getting going to the NCAA. Oh yeah, I mean, there's going to be plenty of people that have already tried yeah. alternate routes, and some have worked, some haven't. Some are unfolding right before our very own eyes. Yeah, exactly. And and this this recruiting stuff, this has gone on forever. I mean, there's yeah. Everybody knows about the illegal recruiting that's gone on in college football and men's college basketball. It's it's nothing that should be like surprising people. Yeah, and I, you know what term I really hate? What's student it? athlete. Yeah, because they're not student athletes. No, it's it. no people are just trying to kind of protect it. Exactly, they're trying to you know make it sound better than it is. It's like the NFL; they're trying to protect not, the shield. Yeah, it's not. It's not that it's a bad thing. You might you know it's a bad thing that you lie about it. If yeah, you just, if you're just honest about what it is, it's these guys are athletes that make money for the school. Yeah, the and the biggest one of the bigger arguments I've also heard in terms of not paying these guys or paying these guys is the issue of Title IX and having to equally pay the men, the women. Yeah, I definitely and all the different that, sports. I see, I don't think that's. I, I think it's it's. We start with men's basketball and football. Yeah, because and then and then it has to be it has to be looked at differently. I 100 percent agree because men's basketball and men's football at most of those schools pay for everything. Pay for all of the sports. Absolutely, pay for everything, dude. They're not making money off of uh, gymnastics. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just, it, they're not. It's that's the, just how it is. I mean, that's yeah, just the un- truth of the world. Yeah. It's not like it's not like it's unfair to say that. Um, that's just how it is. And so they should be looked at in different cases. And football should be looked at in one case, and basketball should be looked at. Because they're complete. two totally different money makers. The, yeah, and the dynamics of the sport and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's different. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be, I mean, news keeps coming out oh, almost each and every it's day. It's going to start rolling. I'm I'm ready. I'm just, uh, 
And we're just really nervous to hear, <laughs> see Roy Williams' name pop up. Some one well, of North Car- North Carolina has already been named. Yeah, of course they're going to be uh, investigated. Why would you like when it comes to basketball programs? they're, yeah. they're one of the five that everybody's going to name. So uh, yeah, you know, I just assume everyone does it, but it's going to be crazy to see these names if if I see Roy Williams or Coach K or Calipari or any of these guys pop up. Yeah, I mean, dude, think if if Kentucky had. If they have information on Calipari and his recruiting over the last 10 years, and it's just like the amount of like influence he's had on the NBA draft, it's – oh, my God. Yeah. It's like had like five number one picks play for him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or close to that. Yeah, even dating back to like Derrick Rose. So. Well, and someone took the SAT for him. And everybody <laughs> knew that. It's not like anybody was like – no one was like, no, nah, that never happened. Like, no, that's, that's, that's how it goes. NCAA is going down. We're going to start – it's going to start rolling. Yeah. So, anyway, it'll be – it's going to be yep. very enlightening. Yep. I'm ready, I'm ready to see the NCAA go down. I'm ready for the G League to, to I'm ready come for, up. I'm ready for the I'm ready uh, for the, the one and done rule to be gone. No, that's I what think, I'm and waiting I think, for And I most. think all this NCAA shit is definitely going to – uh, push that forward. Push that agenda forward. I think it's definitely going to be on the forefront now. Uh, they got to talk about it this off season. I think. I definitely think they're going to talk mean, about it. I mean, it can't, it this it can't happen this off season, but they can. They can. Get they can it going. start getting the process going. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one more year. You know this, this. What I'm also more afraid of, though, is it could push it in the opposite direction and force the NBA to say, "No, we're making you stay three years." We're up in the age limit oh the kids are leaving kids are going to europe (laughs) but yeah i i mean no way if i was if i was carl anthony towns or anthony davis or any of these guys deandre eichen you tell me for three fucking years i have to just play basketball for the school and live in and have to stay eligible when i could be playing with yeah when i could be playing you know in front of that would be the hardest part is if the age limit were to get raised is keeping guys eligible that's not gonna happen. There, that's not gonna happen. They're not gonna raise the age. That's would be insane. Yeah, but now to the guys that actually get paid mm-hmm. on, and this is on the table, not under the table. Oh, yeah. Last week we talked about the Spurs, uh, how they've basically been old reliable in the West. They've they've actually kind of faltered a little bit. They're in fourth now, uh, but they've still found a way to stay competitive in the West without Kawhi he's only played nine games but apparently he could be returning in the next couple of weeks as sources from ESPN say he's targeting a late March uh as a return date ESPN also reported that Kawhi was in New York for the past three weeks getting some more opinions on his injury but he's been continuing to work out at the NBA Players Association headquarters and at first glance it, that kind of caught me off guard, but I guess it makes sense because there's probably more qualified doctors in New York than San Antonio. Yeah. And apparently his return is all based off his comfort level with managing his injury. And I also have a theory that the reason he was in New York and not San Antonio, just letting the Spurs doctors take care of his rehab and all of that is the fact that there have been reports that Kawhi has been disgruntled in San Antonio and he's been upset with the organization. This is such a weird storyline for me because basically yeah. for, our, for our entire lifetimes... The Spurs have been the Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs have been like the class act of a league. Yeah. And we don't usually hear about this much dysfunction from a Greg Popovich coach team. Yeah. But this is all one guy. I don't think that there's any... I don't think there's any well, dysfunction as far as the Spurs are. Well, the stuff about LaMarcus Aldridge coming out that yeah. happened over the summer. And, again, I think that's probably a little – I just think those were little things that have always happened. We may not. We just didn't really hear about it as much. Yeah. I don't know. It's just yeah. – this is not normal. This is not normal for the Spurs. No, the Kawhi thing is not normal at all, for sure. Uh, I mean, the LaMarcus thing, too, but the Kawhi thing is just uh, – no one really knows what to think because no one has, like, all the, all the information. You can't really talk to Kawhi about it uh he's pretty you know pretty reserved guy and yeah uh, it could be it could be the organization and his relationship or it could be in his head you know coming back from an injury is is not easy um and he could be in his head about it just worried about re-injuring it or whatever it may be 
But it was it was like a quad strain. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like That's he tore an like, ACL yeah, or. No, I mean, it's weird to hear that he was like cleared to play and he's not playing. In yeah, and, and so I just I find it hard to believe that it's like some sort of you know relationship with San Antonio. I know he is a like a free agent after next year and whatnot, but I don't think you know. I just can't see. It's got to be something. I, I I feel like he's psyched out in his head. I mean, I think he's scared to get back on the court and get hurt. Um, and miss, you know, possibly miss more time. He's coming up on a guy that should be coming up on a super max deal. Oh yeah. So uh, I think he's just in his head. And the Spurs are already so nonchalant about like you know they don't hurry anyone back. They're not worried about the regular season. Clearly, um, he's played nine games this year. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's a weird. It is a weird story though. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, most people wouldn't react like he's reacting. Yeah, no, but I mean, but there's got to be something that's going on that we don't know about. Whether it's him I, scared of re-injury or there is some sort of relationship issue. I think I, I I think it could be a combination of both because because San Antonio is going to be San Antonio. You know what I mean? They're, exactly. they're moving forward with or without you. Exactly. Um, and I, I think, you know, he's still got another year to play after this for San Antonio. So, well, I mean, I do you think, think gonna, I don't think they're going to trade him? Well, that that was going to be my I question. I just don't understand who you're going to get for Kawhi Leonard. Draft picks? Yeah. I mean, I think there are, you know, DeJounte Murray is already looking like. He's yeah, start emerging. building around him. He's an emerging player for them. They still got Powell and LaMarcus and, and all those guys. So. Yeah, it's it's an interesting it's interesting to see what what's happened. It's more of a quiet story to me. I'm not really San Antonio is fine. Well, I think I think I think it's intertwined because I think it's I, I really do think it's a combination of he might be psyched out about re-injuring himself, and I think there also could be some angst between him and the organization with the direction that they're going because we haven't really seen the Spurs have to go through a rebuilding process. And no, they just do it seamlessly. Exactly. I mean, like, I mean kind of like we thought with Duncan and Kawhi. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't it, feel like there's any rebuilding. I just think that he hasn't been on the court. Well, I, I'm not if saying – If he gets re- on the court and plays well, I just, just see this as being like a non-issue. I, I really think he's just in his head. Yeah, and I, I guess rebuilding isn't the right word. It's more of shuffling, transition, of the, shuffling yeah. of the deck with yeah, all Ginobili the and Parker going to the, the bench. bench. Like Dejounte Murray is like the big piece. Exactly. They still got Danny Green, Powell, and the market. Patty you Mills, know, got, and Patty Mills. They got some new pieces like Rudy Gay and Bertrands and all those guys. But for the most part, it's the same old, same old song. Yeah. So I mean, if he comes back and gets hurt, you know, then it's like, you know, year miss. Coming into a contract year, it's you know he could could be freaked out. Yeah, and I mean, it it'll be interesting to see if more stuff comes out about what happened between Kawhi and the organization. If and if there does come a point where he says, "I'm not going to resign after this season," do the Spurs move on from him? This could be a really interesting thing to look back on, like in ten years. You know, oh if yeah, Kawhi, if why. Especially if, especially if Kawhi comes back and plays, he's fine. He's the same guy, and it's all good. You know, this was just a yeah. you know a big span of the season he missed. It'll be it'll be interesting to hear him say, you know, oh, you know, back like that year, he could say that was a really pivotal time in my life. Like, yeah, my life could have gone either way at this point in time. And right now, we can't really judge it. In hindsight, it's twenty twenty. So yeah, he's a fi- he's a Finals MVP. No, I mean he was—he's an MVP candidate caliber player, and there's not a, not a lot of guys like that. No, so. But speaking of MVP candidates, yeah, um, we're about what like twenty twenty five games left in the season. Yep, yep. The the nitty gritty. This is good stuff. Yeah. So t- Tyler texted me and was like, "Hey, think of some MVP candidates you you yeah. might think yep. are deserving." Try to get try to get five. Yeah, so there's two guys on my list. I know I'm not gonna get it, but they're deserving. Um, honestly, I think there's four out of the five guys. I I also think there's only one guy in the race, really. Yeah. So anyway, let's just. But yeah, you I mean, want to go first? Yeah, I think uh, I think a guy that's it's deserving but not gonna get it uh, is who I would be like probably my fifth on this list is KD. Okay. Uh, crazy, it, great year, probably his best year defensively on all of his defensive stats. 
especially blocks per game, almost two blocks per game. Yeah, he's uh, really stepped it up on the defensive end this year. Yeah, still averaging 26 a game, five assists, 6.8 rebounds. And Golden State's, you know, still Golden State. They're still winning a ton of games. So uh, he's just not he's not going to win it because Golden State's, you're just, we're kind of numb to it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but KD, man, just another great year. Number two basketball player in the league, probably. Yeah, and then, so I also have someone from the Warriors yeah. who is deserving, but probably yeah. not going to win it, but Steph Curry. Yep. Yeah. He's 26.7 points per game, 5.3 rebounds per game, 6.5 assists, one and a, basically 1.5 steals per game, shooting 49.4% from the field, which is up 3%, or almost 3% from last year. Yeah. And he's shooting 42% from the three-point line. Yeah, no, it, I mean he's having a great year he's having again. Just as good of a year as he always has. Where you know, it's it's kind of like it's the the NBA is kind of you know very very top heavy. So we only see a couple guys really doing crazy things. You know, Russell's not even on my list, and he's damn near doing what he did last year when he won his MVP. So how dare you not put Russell on your list? Yeah, no, I just I can't believe you didn't put Russell. on Yeah, your it list. was between Russell or KD for like the fifth name that I wanted to go with because. Well, the next name I'm going to put – I have to put in because I'm just still so impressed by this guy, and that's LeBron. I mean, he's deserving. He's not going to get it, but he's I deserving. Le- I know? left LeBron off my list. Yeah, the guy's playing 37 minutes a game. He's He hasn't missed a game yet. Never played 82 games in a His season. His goal this season is to play 82 games. Okay, so – all right, so in season 15, that's pretty That's legit. impressive. That's legit, man. He's still going. He's still the best. Uh 26 and a half points a game, nine assists, eight rebounds, 55% from the field. It's just like these are MVP numbers again. And and now his team, like most people I think would say, like have less big names on it. And through all the turmoil, he's kind of been the thing that they've leaned on. They haven't lost their season because of him. He's They're still Cleveland. They're third in the East, and they can still win it. But that's that's the biggest thing holding him back is his team's success this season. Yeah, that, that's his. why he's not going to win it. Exactly. This year. That's why. That's why he's not going to win. The it. only way LeBron's going to get MVP is if they lose less than like 15 games. That's like the only way. Because yeah. The only way LeBron wins MVP from now on is the Cavs yeah. have the best record yeah. in NBA. the NBA. Yeah. Exactly. Or whatever team yeah. LeBron is on. Yeah. Since he's probably not going to be on the Cavs next year. Yeah. No. Well, but you never know. I'm my, done, done trying to predict where he goes. Yeah. I've been wrong both times. <laughs> where did you think he was going the first time? I, I thought he was staying in Cleveland. I didn't think he was oh, going really? to Miami. And oh, then okay. when he and then when he went, I didn't think there's any way he'd go back to Cleveland. He goes back to Cleveland, so it's like I, I'm done trying to like predict where he's going to go. I'm just sitting back and enjoying the show. Yeah. So my my second name, he was probably the first month of the season. Everybody was giving it to him, but yeah. it's Giannis. Yeah. 27.6. Uh, points per game, 10.3 rebounds a game, 4.9 assists per game, 1.3 blocks per game. Shoots 53.5 percent from the field. Got to improve that three-point shooting. Yeah, once uh, I was just about to say, once he gets uh, um, a shot, he's, he's the third name on my list. So just transitioning from the fourth to the third. Okay. Like once he gets that outside shot, it's over, and he needs to work with like. I mean, I know he wants to work with Kobe, which is, is awesome. Which is awesome, but he should also work with Dirk. That be- would be because because of his arms and his length, like just his shooting ability. If he has a one step fadeaway or he has that's that deadly. same launch as Dirk does on the three, it's deadly. That's where I that's where I really would like him, to, you know, to progress because he does everything. There's nothing on a basketball court you can't do other than stretch it. Yeah, I mean, you just have to back up and play him and hope you can stay in front and he can't, like, touch the rim from wherever you're standing. <laughs> he can basically probably touch the rim almost from the free throw line. Yeah, so he's a scary player. Um, he's, he's I think, the uh, the furthest down on, like, the list and still has a shot at winning it. Um, I don't think Giannis just, is going to win it. Again, team success. Yeah. They kind of hit a rough patch. And then Jason Kidd got fired. And now, now they're on. and then, Yeah. It's, now, then they've, you know. They've kind of been on and off, but that's, that's he will win, he will win an MVP one yeah, year for sure. So, Guaranteed. Yeah, I throw him as my third name in there, and then my third name, who's probably according to everybody else, probably in second right now, but my third name is Anthony Davis. Yeah, 
this man has been on a tear yeah. in the month of February, and he is, and he's propelled the Pelicans to fifth in the West without DeMarcus Cousins. And uh, said that they that they'd beat the Warriors in the playoffs if they had Boogie. He said they'd go to the finals. Yeah, that's all he said. He'd, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, same get, same. Same same, but different. yeah, you gotta beat them to get to the finals. But anyway. Anthony Davis is averaging 28.2 points per game, 11 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 1.4 steals, 2.2 blocks per game. He shoots 53.8% from the field, and he shoots 34.5% from the three-point line. Now, I'm going to give you six games that he's had in the month of February. Mm -hmm. 53 points, 17 rebounds, 5 blocks. 45 points, 17 rebounds, 5 blocks, 5 steals. 44 points, 17 rebounds, 3 blocks. 43 points, 10 rebounds, 2 steals. 42 points, 15 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks. 38 points, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks. Yeah, this era is quickly becoming the um, individual like stat era. You oh, know, like, yeah. Starting with... Russell last year averaging a triple-double, something I didn't think I'd ever see. It's just like more and more these games, these individual performances are so unreal. Like, this stuff used to make, like, weekly news, you know, I feel like. And this is happening and, nightly. And the NBA, I mean, uh, and on average, the NBA is probably averaging 10 points a game more each team than when I was, like, in the 90s when I grew up watching well, I'd say basketball. probably even more than 10 points. Well, that's 20 points total for the game, you know what I mean? So that's that's a lot of buckets. But it seems like it's still making a climb, and and these these all these individual records, these scoring records, these combination games where you're getting crazy amounts of blocks and steals and rebounds and assists with the, you know the 50 point games is just it's becoming I, I I don't even like bat an eye at it anymore. No, but it's just crazy that like like you said it was. I mean, James Harden is doing stuff like Ann Davis is doing. Yeah. It, uh, you know, the uh, – I might as well – I guess I'll say it now, but, like, Jokic, you know. Yeah. His, his month of February. Jokic needs 14 assists to average a triple-double for the month of February. It's just like – this is that's And he's insane. in his third year in the league. Yeah, and that's, that's insane to me that uh, these individual performances are just like – I'm becoming dull to him. Yeah. Because those numbers that Ann Davis are throwing up – you know, moving into my number two name on the list is Ann Davis, and uh, yeah, he's a monster. He's the best power forward in the game. Oh, uh, like hands like down. we were talking. Uh, I don't know who can guard him. I don't know anybody that has the ability to stay with him. Yeah, or or be you know he's strong as well. So it's Carl, just like, Carl Anthony Towns is more of a rim protector. He can't really stretch in terms of defense yeah he's not no carl anthony towns is a great rib protector but he's not you know staying on the perimeter with him and he's like best case scenario yeah that's like the best case scenario yeah i, mean, I still don't think he can do it i don't i don't think chris Stapps can guard him no chris Stapps, i think i think he makes those kind of guys look silly i mean yeah i think he's physically better than those guys he's more coordinated and he has more of a fuller package on offense, I mean, and Davis is a. Is a if problem. anything, he's very lucky that Boogie Cousins is on his team. And Davis is one of those like there's very few guys in the NBA that are MVP uh, caliber players, and he's one of them. Oh yeah, he's definitely put himself in into that upper yeah. echelon. Of, yeah, been winning in the West, dominating like 34 and 26. I mean, that's fifth in the West, but most years that's a good, that's a solid record. I mean, yeah, they're they're on pace to win. You know, I'd assume like in the high 40s, which is a solid record. Anytime we're getting near 50 wins, it's legit. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, and then my second name, which you, I don't even know how. Left I, went with, I went with KD. I, I don't know how you left him off the list, but yeah. Russell Westbrook is my number two. Because I just don't think they're going to give it to him. No, I, mean, I don't think they're going to give it to sim- him either. Similar but, to a lot of these guys, but, but I just, he, you know. He, he could still potentially average a triple-double again yeah. this year. That, that's and he has Melo and Paul George on his team. Yeah, yeah. He he's at twenty four point eight points per game, nine point six rebounds a game, uh, ten point four assists per game, one point nine steals, and he shoots forty three point eight percent from the field. Yeah, it's just in his team's just not played well, you know. No, that's what's gonna hurt him. The if record, he, you know. I, I don't mean, think he's. I, well, yeah, I, I just don't think. I think Ant Davis has a better shot at winning it, uh, especially after this stretch. Yeah, that Russell does, but 
Russell got it last year, so it's hard not to argue with the stats he's thrown up this and, year. And just for just based on the pure fact that if I were to have an actual MVP vote, if Russell were to average a triple double again this year, I'd vote for him again this year because yeah. that's just absolutely insane. Yeah, no, the the triple double is just hard to uh, it's hard to argue against, especially if you make the playoffs at any seed. Yeah. But going on to number one, I think, is the guy that's finally going to get it done. Yep. He's been number two the last two years, I think. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, um, James Harden. Yeah, James Harden. The beard. He's having his best season so, of his someone career. Said the, I think the Rockets owner or GM said that he was the greatest isolation player in NBA history. The GM, Daryl Morey. Yeah, and, I was, and, you know, it's good that he's feeling that way. You know, he's he's just trying to compliment his guy. I don't think he truly believes these the best all time but he's saying we got the best guy right now yeah right now he's and, probably the and, best isolation and, scorer and there he is not, no one stopping him right now you have to put length on him oh yeah that you have to put length on him and then you're you're kind of exposing yourself on offense if those guys aren't really you know skilled or a three and D guy but he he just bullies any sort of guard he gets the bucket on anybody um, and if you're and if you put length on him and they're slow, he's just going to step back and knock it in their yeah. face. He's uh, averaging nine assists too, and they're still the hottest team in the NBA. Thirteen in a row. I think um, their their win percentage with uh, Harden and Chris Paul is is nine oh six. I think that's insane. And it and it would it's uh, like equivalent to going seventy four and eight. So <laughs> so they're like on pace to break Jordan and the Bulls. Like yeah, I know the Warriors did it, but it's like. It's crazy to think that this shit's getting broken multiple times. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, they're not going to break the record this no, year. No, they're not going to do it. They didn't play enough games, but they've only lost three games when the two of them played. Yeah. And, I mean, he's averaging 31.4 points per game. He's averaging five rebounds a game. And he's shooting 44.8% from the field. And he's up 4% from last season in terms of three-point percentage. He's up to 38.4% from the three-point line. And he's at like that Kobe Bryant 48% in the sense that every shot he takes is extremely difficult. It's not yeah. like, like, you know, it's not like Giannis's – not that Giannis's isn't difficult, but like Giannis is dunking the ball a lot. You know, he's finishing at the rim. Yeah, he's uh, taking two he's, steps he's, and he's at he's the rim. He's got easy looks. Or someone like Clint Capella, who leads the league in field goal percentage, he's wide open. You know what I mean? Well, he's and most of his buckets. and most of his shots are dunks. Yeah, exactly. So it's like forty eight percent on the hardest shots in the NBA. It's it's funny. It's funny you bring up that that Clint Capella leads the league in field goal percentage. I think that is one of the most bogus stats. Field goal percentage. It's Just, always it's always the it's always a center that's yeah. on like a team with a really good yeah. offense. Yeah, like I just think like. Can we get like a true that's shooting why, percentage? That's why when like when LeBron's always high up there, that's why it's so impressive. Like the fact that LeBron, he's not taking easy shots either. No, he's no. There's Ugh. bodies, you know. We got the biggest guys in the world laid all over him, and he's finishing these buckets. So, yeah, those are my five. Yeah. So, so you got James Harden, Ant Davis, Giannis, KD, LeBron. Okay, and then I got James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Giannis, Steph Curry. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Harden, Harden's going to get it, though. He deserves it. Yeah, no. He, he Is there an NBA award show? Yeah, they started doing one. Yeah, that's good. They started doing I, one. I like I, the Drake, ho- Drake hosted it last year. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I think LeVar should host it this year. No. <laughs> Giving yeah, out his awards. The them. NBA will not let oh, LeVar no, anywhere yeah. I know near. exactly they'll let him, but that would be great. But speaking of Drake and other celebrity fans, mm-hmm. Tyler and I thought it would be kind of fun to to rank our uh, our top five celebrity fans. Yeah. So I guess we'll kick it off with number one, and I, I believe we both have the yeah. same number one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It yeah. is. Jack. Yeah, Jack. And if – Jackson, I, I shouldn't even have to say his last name, but it's Jack Nicholson, actor. He's the biggest courtside at the Lakers. Biggest Laker fan, sits courtside just about every game. Yeah, has had had uh, season tickets since the seventies. Yeah, so he saw Magic Johnson's entire career. I'm pretty sure he's had season tickets as long as the Bus family has owned the Lakers. Yeah, and back in the day when he was doing a lot more acting. Yeah. When he was, I, like, the star of Hollywood. Yeah. I, I'll never forget. I read, like, a, a Lakers history book just when I was a kid, and I did, like, a book report on it in school, mm-hmm. whatever. I'll never forget it. When Jack would be on the road 
or on location somewhere filming, the Lakers video guy would send him VHS tapes in the mail yeah. of the games. That's badass. To watch. While he's, like, out in a different country somewhere shooting yeah. a movie for three months. Yeah. So, Jack Nicholson, number one no, yeah, celebrity sports I, fan, I in my opinion. most NBA fans would put him there, whether you like the Lakers or not, just because he is part of the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching the Lakers since the mid-late night, since Shaq went there. Yeah. And he's been there ever since, in, in the shades, killing oh, it. Yeah. And he, and he goes by Jack now. Yeah. Everybody just... Like, well, because he asked them to put Jack when they put show him on the screens. Yeah, they I was asked just, him to I drop was, the last name. Yeah, I was just about to say when the Lakers show him on the jumbotron at games or when they show him on the broadcast on TV, it just says Jack. Yeah, that's that's perfect. <laughs> All right. So, so number two, number who two. you got at number two? Number two, I got another NBA guy. I. It's not. It's it's not. Uh, it's it's for the Clippers. It's for the other oh, LA team, Billy no. Crystal. Okay. Dude, Billy, uh, dude, I whether whatever you want to think about the Clippers or not, <laughs> Billy Crystal stuck with the worst fucking team <laughs> in pro sports forever. The he guys did. had he did the guys had season tickets since the eighties. Yeah, I mean the the Clippers were so so bad. Like this generation doesn't really see the Clippers in the same light as we did. Yeah, um, but the Clippers were are the worst franchise in the NBA. That's how people looked at it forever. If I, if we were to have out of ex- respect, I gotta give him. If we were to have expanded this list to top ten and not top five, yeah. Billy Crystal would have been on my top ten. Yeah, Drake Drake got Drake got pushed out by a couple old timers. Drake will never be a top anything celebrity fan because he's a bandwagon. Like well, Toronto though no. the Raptors, he's like part of that no, team. Now. I don't know. I don't care. He's, he's a bandwagon. He's number four in the NBA. No, he's a bandwagon. He's number four. He's a bandwagon. He may be a bandwagon with Texas and whatever else he fucking Kentucky or Kentucky. That's what I meant. Yeah, he no, he's a bandwagon Texas. fan. I, Drake is not a sports fan. All right, all right, all right. We're done crucifying Drake. Loves Drake. Shout out to the six. Yeah, no, shout out OVO. Huge Drake fan, but there's rules when it comes to fandom. You know what? That's what we should do. We should come up with our unwritten fandom yeah, rules. You have to follow these certain the certain criteria. No joke. No joke. Saturday night. Saturday night. Me and a bunch of friends were going out, and in the car on the way to going out, me and a friend had a fight the entire entire car ride. Shout out Joe Block. Um, had a fight the entire car ride about the rules of fandom. Yeah. So we we can get into that next week. All right. So you got it too. My number two is also a basketball fan, and this is where I thought you were going to go. Yeah. But it's Spike Lee of the Knicks. Damn. Okay. I do have him in my top five. Okay. Yeah. Spike Spike Lee is my number three NBA guy. Then Drake's four. Okay. But yeah, Spike Lee. But yeah, Spike Lee number two. No doubt. Just like Jack, courtside at every game. Well, and the thing with Spike Lee, you know, it's like at the end of the day. Basketball, I think, is America's sport. I think basketball is the mecca, the best basketball is in New York City. It's the mecca of basketball. And Madison Square Garden is the best venue in basketball. 100% agree. In the best basketball country on earth. So it's like, and Spike Lee is the number one fan at, at, at all the games. Uh, he's another one of those guys that I remember when watching Patrick Ewing and all those guys. Um, I wish I saw the whole Reggie Miller stuff. There was a there was a, oh, there was like a whole thirty for thirty about. Yeah, no, but I mean, I remember watching as like watching live. I don't remember the Reggie Miller thing live, but yeah, no, Spike Lee's as much as the Knicks as all you know all these fans are hundred percent. But yeah, Spike Lee, New York guy, all that. So yeah, Spike Lee number two. I just had to give Jack the number one spot because Lakers. Also, Spike Lee made one of my favorite uh, documentaries that I own, and it's Kobe doing work. And it's just like such I've watched a, that probably a hundred times. It's just so good because he did such so different, and he took you know basically you behind the scenes of what happens before, during, and after a basketball game. And just watching it, yeah, Kobe, you know, and he had thirty five cameras, I think, on on, like, on site. He did two different games. Yep. Um, and then the game they picked was against the Spurs, and and he's such a basketball guy, so it was great to see him, Go. Kobe. You know, I'm a movie guy already, so, it, you know, Spike Lee is just – he's the man. Yeah. So, who who you got at number three? Uh, Well, I mean, I had Spike Lee. Okay. So. All right. So, my number three. Yeah. Also an L.A. guy. 
Okay. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. All right. Yeah. yeah the, Laker, yeah. the Lakers and yeah. the Raiders. Yeah. No, I. I Ice mean, Cube's the man. He's he's another one of those guys that's definitely in intertwined in the sports world. Yeah, and I mean, with NWA, the LA Raiders, that inspired a whole fashion culture movement, and the all black with the Raiders hat. Yeah. No, when you think of these franchises, you think of certain people. Yeah. And and why they're so important is they stick around longer than players do. Yeah, because they're, know, they're loyal. They're through the they're through not the like generation. Drake. Well, I mean, there's loyalty in <laughs> athletes too. You know what I mean? Not all athletes. You know, they're just there because you know the physical toll. There's no contract. They're not getting paid to be there. They're yeah, there because they want to be. But and also, just Ice Cube himself has inserted himself into sports now with the Big Three. Yeah, which is yeah awesome. exactly that's what I mean. He's part of like the sport, the sporting world. Yeah, um, and like all these. I mean, I guess aside from probably Jack, most of these guys, they get brought on ESPN, Fox Sports. They yeah. they get brought on all this stuff yeah, yeah. because people want to hear what they have to say about yeah. their favorite team. Yeah, and they've and most of them have a lot of dope stories because they've been watching it forever. And with all the access they get because they're celebrities, yeah, exactly. they get all the yeah. cool stories with the players. Yep. And uh, all right, so moving on, number four. Uh, speaking of the NCAA, this is my number one college fan. Oh uh, man, Matthew McConaughey of the University of Texas. Hook 'em horns, baby. Dude, this guy is at every. This is the only guy that like I really just. He was like the first one that popped in my head, and I was like, man, that, you know that means something. Uh, but he's at every Texas event. I always watch on, yep. on football, basketball. He, he's even at all the weird sports where you know. Yeah, he's I, just a diehard Longhorn. He's, he 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 got a degree in acting from the University of Texas. That's obviously awesome. it worked out for him. The, clearly, um, but yeah, he and he's always jacked. He's always hyped. Um, he's a, and he stays involved with like the Texas players. You always see him. Um, interacting with those guys, so yeah. You I think got, he might be part of the FBI probe? Yeah, he definitely should be. <laughs> he definitely should be if he's not. I'm totally kidding. Yeah, totally no, kidding. No, I mean, but yeah, no, University I, of Texas, Matthew McConaughey. No, Matthew. Fan. Matthew I, love, I love seeing him on the sidelines. Matthew McConaughey is great because one of my favorite all-time sports memories doesn't even involve a team that I rooted for. It's a team that I rooted against and hate to this day. Yeah, and it's. When Vince Young and the Longhorns yeah, took yeah, on Reggie. Reggie Bush and Matt Leinhardt and the USC Trojans, yeah. and it was Matthew McConaughey on one side and Will Ferrell on the other. Yeah, God, Will Ferrell, damn it, that's a, <laughs> that's a good one. I can't. Will Ferrell is a huge USC fan. He's yeah, a huge he, Laker he, fan. USC is the big one. Yeah, Lakers, Dodgers. He he's everywhere in LA sports too. Yeah, Will, and, he, and he's a sports guy as well. I mean, yeah, he, he loves sports in general. He was semi pro. Yeah, he wanted to be a sports broadcaster. That yeah. was like why he went to USC, right? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure he went to USC for sports broadcasting. Yeah, because they had very up, good. And ended up because he was had so much success with acting and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, all Mark, right, Matthew McConaughey. And then my next one, I guess, is number four. Mm-hmm. I got Mark Wahlberg, Marky yeah. Mark. Yeah, Boston. Boston Red Sox Patriots. Yeah. As much as it, I hate saying it, and he's a Celtics guy too, just because he's everything Boston. Yeah. But it sucks as an LA guy to say it, but he's one of the biggest sports fans. Yeah. In yeah. in the world. Yeah. But yeah, Vince Papali for Vince Papali turned into the to the Patriots fan. Yeah, know. he said. I can't believe he he did that. I wonder what what it was like during the. Uh, the Super Bowl. He said he was rooting for both, I guess, but like he you can't he really mind. do that. Nah, he wasn't rooting for both. I mean, he was just trying to be nice to Philadelphia. Dude, he, <laughs> he was rooting for the he was rooting for the Patriots. He, he wasn't even at the game though. He he was he he had like a prior engagement or something. He wasn't at the Super Bowl this year. Well, I mean, he is Mark Wahlberg, so I guess he he probably doesn't like fucking fit his calendar around the Super Bowl, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's a good one. Uh, number five is, like, my only football one. I, I had a hard time thinking of football fans. The only one I could think of really was Ice Cube with the Raiders. Yeah, I, I got I went with Snoop and the Steelers. Oh, that's a good one. That's a great one. Yeah, see. I, that's I, a great one. And because he's got his whole junior football team, you know. They, Netflix like, documentary on that now, too. Which is great. You Coach watched Snoop, it already? Co- Coach Snoop is awesome. Yeah. I need to watch it. I, yeah. I need to sit down and watch I, I've it. I've always been interested in it, too, though. You know, like, I feel like I was, you know, I looked into, you know, his little football league before, like, social media and all this kind of crazy. Like, when I was a kid, I knew about it. Um, yeah. Now he's had he's had a ton of success with all the Long Beach kids going to the pros. Oh, yeah. Um, 
you know, Juju Smith-Schuster being the Oh, he's had the newest, so but, many people. Um, yeah, Snoop and the Steelers, he's just he, – he, lo- he loves the Steelers. That's a good Steelers. one. Yeah, I mean, he's always rocking the terrible towel. He's always rocking the Steeler jerseys. Um, and he's a big football fan, so. Okay. And then my number five, Bill Murray, Chicago Cubs. Yeah, God, that's a good one. I mean, I just remember watching him cry on TV when they won the World Series. I mean, he sung the seventh inning stretch, take me out to the ball game at Wrigley Field so many times. (laughs) So funny. Um, I just, that was like one of the first ones that popped into my head when I was making this list, Bill Murray and the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. No, those are those are all really good. I'm trying to think if there's any that I missed, but those five I felt pretty good about. The NBA was a lot easier for me. I oh yeah, done, I probably could have done five to ten in the NBA. Well, okay, I fo- mean football is just really tough. Lil Wayne's a Green Bay Packers fan. He's not a yeah, Saints fan, dude. And I thought about I thought about Lil Wayne, but I was like, nah, he's so sketch about like. Yeah, I mean he 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 is a fan, but like he's also been kicked out of like the NBA games for good. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't. I, I mean, I know that he's a Packer fan, but I don't hear him being like a really vocal. He said, "I'm pretty sure when it came out, he like said it on a song or something." Or well, no, no, he had a Super Bowl song. Yeah, that's right. He he it put out a song. Yellow. Yeah, he put out a yeah. After, it was green uh, and yellow. This leaf is black and yellow. Yeah, it was green and yellow, and, and I always. And my whole thing was, I'm pretty sure, like, his, the origins of his fandom and, like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. He said it was, I'm pretty sure he said logo it was, was, like, a G. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, I always <laughs> yeah. just think he loves the logo. And, and like, as a kid, though, that's how people start out, like, liking teams. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think I can put a little well, weight on there. okay, and, I mean, people, Jay-Z wasn't really a f- I mean, he's a fan of sports and athletics. Yeah, he, that's the other thing. It's like, there's no way Jay-Z's a Nets fan. Like, Yeah, he just had an ownership stake in them and moved yeah, them to Brooklyn. Yeah. If anything, he's a Knicks fan. Well, if anything, he's just a LeBron James fan. Yeah, no, uh, but, he's or, definitely not. I mean, I saw I saw an article, like, people trying to say Jay-Z's a Yankee fan because he wears a Yankee hat. No, he's wearing that for the NY for yeah, New York. No, I don't think Jay-Z's a very big sports guy. I don't, like, outside of being, like, influenced as far as the business side of it goes. Yeah. I don't see him as being, like, a huge sports fan. I mean, yeah. he goes to games for fun because it's cool. But Does Usher still have a part ownership of the Cavs? Oh, I don't know. I, I was actually going to say, like, another one that I think is cool is Justin Timberlake's a big-time basketball fan. He, for part the, for o- the part owner of the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a big-time fan, and he's from there. So, yeah, like, that one's pretty legit. Yeah, no, that's for, for sure legit. Yeah, I remember um, that. But yeah, no, I couldn't think of any Seattle. Uh, I couldn't think of any Seattle you, guys. You scoffed at me when I said Macklemore. Nah, I mean he is a big fan, and he's from Seattle, so he's legit. But eh. he's not like these guys. By no, any. he's like, not by any. He's means. not. I think it's harder for uh, for football. I mean, basketball. I think it's the easiest because you see them up close. Football, oh, yeah. and baseball. They're just in the stadiums, so or they're in the well. Kevin Hart with the with Philadelphia. Yeah, Kevin Hart. He's, yeah, he's, well, and, and uh, Philly, like, the number one, when I think of a Philly fan, I think of Will Smith. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. That's, like, the ultimate Philly guy to me. And then, yeah. you know, there's – But Ke- Kevin Hart's got season tickets to the Eagles, the Sixers. And the fans I, – I like the fans that are, like, Kobe is an Eagles fan. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, those, those are cool. Those are cool ones when they're, like, it's not their home city's, like, pro football team. Or their, their, their team, pr- their pro teams. Like, yeah team but everybody they, yeah everybody like, was, i'm not i'm not losing my loyalty because i play in another city yeah everybody everybody was giving kobe crap about rooting for the eagles when they played the rams yeah. and it's like no he's from the philadelphia area yeah, he's been he spent, it's like known he's an eagles fan yeah it's yeah. not just like all of a sudden yeah, this he's year been a, he's been an eagles fan yeah he just posted the, he posted the jersey yeah that's a that's one of the sickest pictures of him in the donovan McNabb jersey yeah oh yeah those jerseys i miss those ones yeah, but, but all right. So you want to round it out one through five real quick? Yeah, I went. Uh, I went. Jack, Spike, uh, Jack, Billy Crystal, Spike Lee, Matthew McConaughey, and Snoop. Okay, and then I went. Jack, Spike Lee, Ice Cube, Mark Wahlberg, Bill Murray, and Drake will never be a top celebrity fan because he's a bandwagon. He's number six, six, six. <laughs> that's, that's Drizzy, man. He's a big time. He's a big. And for the Raptors, yeah, he gets the pass. I will say. Those jerseys, the black and gold OVO Sixers or Raptors jerseys. Yeah, I mean, he did a collab those are, with those are the sick. NBA. It's sick. Yeah, but anyway, shout out of the week is big time. Uh, Who you got? 
This is my boy, Kellen Moore. This kid's from Washington State. Uh, he went to Prosser High School. Uh, he played at Boise State in college. He played for the Dallas Cowboys. The last three years as a backup quarterback, he was named their quarterback coach. Um, I know a lot about this kid because he was my age, played quarterback, went to all the same camps as him, met him a couple numerous times. Um, and he was always just a brain. Uh, his his. I remember when he got first recruited to Boise State, the coach said, uh, who is now the coach of the Huskies, oh. uh, the the coach said that he's uh, that he could break down pro film as a high schooler. Wow. Uh, his dad was his dad was the head coach at Prosser High School for I think twenty years plus. Um, but he's Washington State's high school all time leader in completions and touchdowns. He holds a single season record in completions, touchdowns, and yards. So he basically has every meaningful passing record in Washington State. Um, he went 50-3 and three at Boise State, which is the most wins by any college football player ever. Uh, so, yeah, man, shout-out Kellen Moore, the Prosser kid, that's now is the quarterback coach and looks to be, I think, eventually a head coach. Uh, wasn't, he, wasn't he the backup? He's been the backup coach. He's been the backup, he's been the backup in quarterback in Dallas the yeah. last three years. He was previously he was previously in Detroit. He was a backup for Matt Stafford for a couple of years. Right. Um, but yeah, now he's the Dallas quarterback coach. Well, that's cool. Which I think will eventually lead into him calling plays and maybe him in a head coaching job. He's that kind of smart. Um, I, I got no doubts, and he's going to have a crazy coaching career. Well, shout out to Kellen Moore. So yeah, yeah, we might have two head coaches from Washington now. That's awesome. With uh, Doug Peterson and Kellen Moore, that'd be sick. So. Yeah. So I got a, I got a couple shout outs. Yep. First, uh when we were walking in here, uh we got an alert saying that it's basically official, but Sharif O'Neal after decommitting from the University of Arizona is now going to commit to UCLA. Yep. So that's, that's huge. That's sick. That's going to be dope. Yeah. So I'm loving it cuz I'm such a huge UCLA Bruins fan. Yeah. Um, it'll be nice to have Sharif for a do year. We, do we know if 34 is available? Is that a possible number is, or is it retired? It'd just be I cool to have the – it would be sick to have the Lakers, like baby blue and yellow, Shaq one, number oh. 34, and then have the Bruins. That'd be cool. Same look, 34. That'd be cool. I'm not sure, actually. I'd, I'd have to look yeah. into that. But yeah. anyway, so shout-out to Sharif for choosing yeah. Westwood. Yep. Yep. And then – couple of days ago, uh, the Rams made a huge deal. Big time. Huge deal. Super Bowl moves. Yeah. No, I mean, this is clearly – got to sign Darnold, though. Yeah. You mean Donald. Donald. Yeah. What did I say? Darnold. Oh. Like the USC, yeah, no. USC yeah. quarterback. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. They need to re-sign Aaron Donald. But they traded a second-round pick next year. Yep. And they're going to swap – the their fourth round pick this year with Kansas City's sixth round pick and where the Rams are also receiving quarterback cornerback Marcus Peters. Yeah, Marcus it, Peters is he was 2015 rookie of the year, 2016 All-Pro, uh three-time Pro Bowler, uh made, you know, played for a great Chiefs team. That's yeah. a big time pickup. I mean, he's a shut, he's a shutdown corner essentially they just picked up. Yeah, and I mean, this this was this now kind of puts the Rams in a good problem to have type of situation, where Tremaine Johnson's coming off the franchise tag. Whenever you have so many good players, you have to pick the odd man out. That's about as good of a problem as you can have. Exactly. That's kind of the Larry Nance scenario with L.A. Hundred percent. So Tremaine Johnson was on the franchise tag this past season, so he's going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Lamarcus Joyner is going to be a free agent this year. And Marcus Peters is only owed about $2 million yeah. on, towards the cap compared to the other two on what we would have to do to re-sign them. Yeah. The The Rams are probably going to re-sign LaMarcus Joyner, I let Tremaine Johnson yeah, walk. I think Tremaine Johnson's definitely going to walk. Well, he, he just made – He can still get paid. Yeah, because he just made $18 million yeah. on the franchise tag. I, I don't see them – there's no point in them uh, investing the money Tremaine Johnson's worth in that position because – that that position, they're already, you know, they're going to have to give a lot of money to the other position groups like defensive line. Yeah, and they're so, going to have to pay Lamarcus Joyner for the season that he had. Exactly. So Marcus Peters, Lamarcus Joyner, that's that's a good. That's a that's good, a great combination. You're you're fine there. You're not losing anything. You're not susceptible. It's not a weakness. So 
Yeah. Marcus Peters is a big time pickup. Yeah, no, I mean this big is time this is a move. And Chiefs, you know, losing losing an all pro corner and you're starting, you know, Pro Bowl quarterback. Uh yeah, I don't know. We'll see what, what the what the Chiefs are trying to do. Yeah, and I mean the my biggest concern with Marcus Peters is the character issues, but I feel like winning cures all. So if the Rams yeah, continue yeah. to have the success they had yeah, Everything's going to be are, fine. Are, and coming home is always like one of those things where it could go either way. It could be good oh, or yeah. bad. But um, I, I like to believe in – I believe in the kids still. I mean, he's, he's only played three years in the NFL, so he's still super young. And he's had one of the best first three years in the NFL in NFL history. Yeah, for a DB, he's uh, the only person that's had more interceptions in their first three years is Ed Reed. That's the only one. He leads the NFL in interceptions last three years. And Ed Reed is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's that's the kind of talent he is, um, and the Rams are good. So, luckily, it's like, yo, you play, you be part of this, or you're or you're gone, and we're gonna keep doing our thing. Yeah, exactly. And this is clearly a move that the Rams are saying, this wasn't just lightning in a bottle. We got something special. Let's go win this now. Oh, their Rams are next five years. They're trying to win Super Bowls. They get they got the core. They they're they're where the sea they're where the Seahawks were four years ago. Now, in four or five years, that's when you really try to assess like, do we want to roll keep you know who are we paying? Yeah. But exactly. right now they got it. They got the young core. In the next four or five years, it's they're contenders. They're trying to win the NFC West. The, and the and NFC trying, West. And they're trying to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Those are those are those are their goals. I mean, this year coming into this year. It was have a winning record, you know, like compete. <laughs> yeah, like let's get nine it, and eight. Yeah, it it was it was no, uh, it wasn't like that. So they took or a nine step, and seven. They took a step forward in their progression, and they're ready to go now. Yeah, no, hundred percent. NFC West is the best division in football. Yeah, oh, the NFC West is definitely on the, the come up, and it's a, gonna it's gonna be <laughs> a lot of fun to watch. I always I'll always say that probably. Yeah. Well. Anyway. That's it for this week on the TSK Show. Yes, sir. Uh, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in the keyword The Sports Kingdom Show in the search bar. Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We'll be back next week with another great episode for you guys. Peace. Later.